live. Let me remind you that next Sunday, Brother Talbot, at this hour, will be actually leading the singing and preaching. Next Sunday morning, Brother Scott Shaw will be preaching. He had to go to Canada, by the way, for a funeral. This He went at the last minute. I think they'll be back later tonight or tomorrow. I'll pray for he and his wife as they travel back. But he'll be preaching next Sunday morning. I'll be in Indianapolis, or really it's Avon, Indiana. And I'm going there for two reasons. I'm going to preach at Faith Baptist Church of Avon. And then I'm also going to see a pastor friend of mine that I worked with for a number of years that has a terminal illness. And uh, those of you that know me know that I, I think it's important to thank people before they're in the box and they can't hear you. And, uh, and so I appreciate the impact that he had in my life. And uh, I want to go get there and try to spend a little bit of time with him. And so uh, we'll be here Wednesday, this Wednesday, and we'll be here next Wednesday. We'll both Wednesdays. We'll just miss a Sunday. First uh, Thessalonians chapter number 5. The end of this, we've been going through this book, and the end of this book, there are some very powerful, straightforward, just some short little commands uh, that were given here. Last week, we looked at rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Wow. Uh, tonight, we're going to read verse number 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Sometimes we look at that in the, po- in the negative. How are we going to pray without ceasing? We're going to talk about that tonight. When we think about it, we get to pray without ceasing. You have a God that's always ready to hear and answer and talk to us and listen to us whenever we talk to him. You can try to talk to a friend and you call, you get a busy signal. Or they say, can I call you back later? Or you get that text that says, you know, unavailable to talk or whatever that one is. You push the button, you know, and it goes, can't, can't talk now or something like that. You never get one of those responses from God. His ear is always open to our cry. And I want to just take a few minutes tonight. I intend, I shouldn't tell you this because when I tell the deacons, deacons meetings are going shorter, they go longer. I intend to preach a little shorter tonight because I really want to spend some time in prayer. I want to share a burden that the Lord has given me uh, with regards to uh, praying for our community. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Let's have a word of prayer. And then I want to give you three reasons praying without ceasing is possible. All right three reasons it's possible. Lord, we love you tonight. We recognize if any works to be done here, you must do it. So Lord, I pray that you would meet with us as we gather around your word. And then Lord, as we gather for prayer, I ask that you would meet with us as well. Lord, we do know that your desire is to reach people. You want all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Lord, I pray that you would help us as a church to reach our Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and uttermost part of the earth. I will thank you in advance for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read the verse together. Verse 17. Ready? Pray without ceasing. Wow. How is that possible? Number one, we have a mandate. It's a command of God. When God gives us a command, he enables us to obey that command. I feel like I'm going in and out again. Am I in or out? I'm in. Here we go. Uh, God doesn't give us a command that cannot be obeyed. I'm told the word for prayer is the most common word used in the New Testament. According to one commentator, it encompasses all the aspects of prayer. Here we go. Submission, confession, petition, intercession, praise, and thanksgiving. Thank you, brother. 
back. Um, without ceasing has the idea, I think we know this already, it has the idea of constant, the idea of an attitude of prayer. Uh, really, prayer should be for all of us a way of life. I mean, it really should be. Uh, some people uh, have no problem talking. You know anybody like that? Some of you are laughing. Let's be honest with you. The people that I know that have no problem talking, let's be honest, are usually ladies. All right, sorry, ladies. I, I guess you got to get in 15,000 words a day to our 5,000 words. So I know Joshua likes talking. You still like talking, Joshua? When we first went to visit them, when they came here, um, we had dinner. And we were having dinner, and Joshua was talking a mile a minute. And he finally came up for air, and he said, Pastor, I want you to know I like talking. And I said, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> if you like talking, prayer without ceasing should come a little easier, right? You're just talking this way instead of this way. Um, uh, but really, the reality is we all have the privilege of talking to God whenever we want to, whenever we want to. The songwriter put it this way, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. You know the chorus, we'll read it in a minute, I'll read it in a minute. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'd stay in the garden with him, though the night around me be falling, but he bids me go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I remember reading a book by F.B. Meyer, The Secret of Guidance, where he says in that book, God can be more my relationship with God can be more real to me than any human relationship I have here on earth. Sometimes we see prayer as a chore. Sometimes you see, oh, this is a chore, when it's really a privilege. Uh, imagine, and sometimes we forget. Prayer moves the hand that rules the world. And God cares about the little things in life. And to us, I guess we have little and big things. To him, they're all little because <laughs> he's a big God. We have a mandate. Number two, I want you to see we have a model. We look at the word of God. I want to look at two models. The first is the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to just follow along as we look at a number of scriptures. Mark chapter 1 and verse number 35. And this will take a little overview here of the prayer life of Jesus by reading about four or five verses here. Mark chapter 1 and verse number 35 and by the way, he gave us an example, right? John 10 says, For I have given you examples, you should do as I have done unto you. Mark 1, verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Now, now you can pray any time of the day. Maybe you're a night person. You say, I have my devotions at night. That's fine. I like the way Jesus did it. He rose a great while before day. And pray. Look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 5. Uh, Luke's Gospel records a number of instances where the Lord Jesus prayed. Luke, chapter 5, and verse number 16. 
following verse 15, so much the more there went a fame abroad of him. Great multitudes came together to hear, hear him, to be healed of him. And what did he do? He withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. The Lord Jesus did what he did in dependence upon God. He gave up independent use of his divine attributes while here on earth. Look at Luke chapter number 6. Before he chose the disciples, the Bible says in verse number 12, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. All night in prayer. You ever spent all night in prayer? By the way, men, let me um, remind you of an opportunity that you have. I don't know that we'll be here all night. First all-night prayer meeting we had, I had, it was here. And uh, we got, to get, got together a couple of men, and I said, look, I don't know how long the Lord wants us to pray, but I've never given myself to pray all night. So we gathered in the office. There was four guys at the time, Brother Talbot, Brother Barfield, myself, and Chris Sanderlin. Chris had worked all day, and he came in and said, I don't think I'm going to be up all night. I just want to tell you that uh, in advance, but I'm here. And uh, we decided that we would pray until all of us felt like the Lord met with us. And um, believe it or not, Brother Barfield and I, about three in the morning, said, hey, I feel like God met with us. Brother Talbot, he was a deacon at the time, always the deacons. He wanted to keep praying. I'm glad we did. We prayed till about six in the morning, the last hour. We sang praises to the Lord. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, the last... Oh, boy. Richard, help me with the date. Which date is it? It's right before Labor Day. So what would it be? September what? Pull your phone up. I give you permission. Look at the date. What's the first Friday of September? First Friday of September, whatever it is. Men, we're going to meet here, and we're going to pray. My wife says September 1st. Someone says September 2nd. Who says September 3rd? 1st. All right. September the 1st, men. September the 1st, we'll meet here about 9 o'clock, and we'll pray till the Lord says we're done, all right? And uh, if you've never given yourself to it, it might just be the Lord has you just to say, hey, I'm, I'm yielded, and uh, we might pray for an hour and leave. I don't know, but whatever the Lord wants. Uh, but Jesus prayed all night. By the way, in both those prayer meetings, the last hour of both those prayer meetings was basically singing. I was basically just praising the Lord. Luke 9, i got to keep going here. Luke chapter number 9 and uh, verse number 18. Luke 9 and verse 18. The Bible says, And it came to pass, as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him, he asked them a question. And then verse 28 and 29, you see again, he took um, Peter and John and James and went into a mountain to pray. The model of the Lord Jesus. Go to Acts chapter number 1. I want you to see a second model. And that is the early church. The early church gave themselves to prayer. In Acts chapter 1 and verse number 14. The Bible says this. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. The early church knew the importance of prayer. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 42. Acts 2 and verse 42. The Bible says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Acts chapter number 6. They set aside the deacons to give themselves to prayer. 
and the ministry of the word. Go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, one of my favorite examples of prayer in the early church. Peter's in prison, verse number 5. And the Bible says, but prayer was made, Acts 12, 5, without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Prayer is important. We've tried to uh, make prayer a priority. I try to have a special prayer meeting every month. Every other month, I call the men together to pray. Um, Of course, Wednesday nights, we try on purpose to spend time in prayer. And I think prayer is important. Prayer is is our lifeline to talk to the Lord. I hope you spend time every day in prayer. Really, uh, the psalmist said, morning, noon, and night. (laughs) Well, I give myself to prayer. I mean, it's a privilege to talk to God. So number one, we have a mandate. Number two, we have a model. I want you to see number three, we have a motivation. We have a motivation. Uh, Let me give you, there are a lot of motivations for us to pray. I want to just give you four tonight, and then uh, we'll share with you a burden that we have to pray for the community. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number six in the uh, Lord's Prayer there, um, number one motivation is the glory of God. After this manner, therefore, verse nine of Matthew six, after this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Prayer gets us in sync with God that his will might be done here on earth. That he might be glorified. It's all about him. It's about him being glorified. And that ought to motivate us. The glory of God ought to motivate us to pray. How do I know what the will of the Lord is? I get in the word of God and I spend time in prayer, and God's Spirit speaks to my spirit, and I can ascertain the mind of the Lord. We want God to be glorified. Second motivation is really about fellowship, communion with God. Psalm 63. There's a lot of passages we could have looked at here tonight. Psalm 63, the psalmist says this, O God, verse 1 of Psalm 63, Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Do you know God wants to fellowship with us? That's amazing to me. It's really hard for our minds to grasp this because we're real small in a big big state, in a big country, in a big globe. I mean, we're just nothings. But God wants to fellowship. That's a good motivation to talk to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Number three, motivation number three is the different needs that we have in our lives. There are a lot of needs, aren't there? Obviously, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 32 of the need for forgiveness when he cried out to the Lord and he asked the Lord in Psalm 32, asked the Lord for forgiveness. Psalm 32 and verse number five, I acknowledged my sin unto thee and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I'll confess my transgression to the Lord. Thou forgavest the iniquity of my 
sin. We have a lot of needs in our lives. James 1 and verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And we're just highlighting a couple needs that we have, but there's many. And God says he shall supply all our need. All we have to do is ask, and you shall receive. I thought about the passage there. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And what's the result? The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we have motivation to pray. Let me give you a fourth motivation. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 10. Let's take a turn to Romans chapter 10. And I want to look at verse number 1. And this has to do with the salvation of the lost. The salvation of the lost. Remember the Lord Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew 9, he was moved with compassion. Right? He saw the multitudes, a sheep without a shepherd. Pray the Lord of harvest, he'll send forth laborers. Look at what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 10 and verse number 1. Actually, before we get to verse t- chapter 10, go to 9, and let me show you something in verse 9. Chapter 9, chapter 9, verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. What causes heaviness and sorrow in your heart? Often it's something different than what the Apostle Paul is saying. I want my brethren, I want to see people saved. Chapter 10 and verse 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. Salvation of individuals. Um, This past month, or last month, the month of July, essentially, um, the deacons and I read a book. It's a book by a fella. I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, but it's a, Tom Rayner wrote it. It's a book called Pray and Go. And it's really a book that each day you have a devotional or a couple pages you read that gears your mind thinking about praying for the lost and reaching the lost. I thought about Chester Springs. Chester Springs is a very nice area. But Chester Springs has a lot of money. A lot of people are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. You know, this area is very affluent. You think of Downingtown. And and, um, when Brother Bosler was here, Brother Bosler told me, he's just here one day, he's coming again next summer. Um, He said some areas seem to have a satanic stronghold. What's the answer for that? To just say, well, we have it hard in our area. Or is the answer to pray and see God work? So after reading this book, The Lord Burdened My Heart, we're our our ushers. Y'all ready now? Brother Steve, we're ready to put together a flyer. I'm going to give you a copy of this. And this flyer just says, we prayed for you. And what I want to do is I want to... Uh, kind of launch an emphasis where we're going to pray specifically for houses and individuals in those houses. If we have, just give everybody one, 
If we have a name, we'll pray for a person by name. If we don't, we'll pray for the people that live at this residence. And then after we've spent some time, and I'm going to help, you say, what do I, I pray? I'm going to give you a, a list of three or four things on Wednesday night to pray. Uh, I mean, an acrostic that will help you to know to pray for people in our community. And once we pray for them, we're going to send a crew of individuals in, and they're going to leave these on the door. And uh, basically it says, uh, well, you can read it. We were in your neighborhood recently and prayed for each home. We trust the Lord will meet the needs in your life. If you have any specific prayer requests or if there's anything we can do to be of help to you, please let us know. We can be reached at, and there's the church phone number, and there's the church email. There's also a QR code where they can look us up if they want. And we're going to launch a prayer effort for houses and neighborhoods in our community. We're going to ask the Lord to work. You see, Pastor, what's the goal after that? I'm not 100% sure. We might send follow-up crews in after we've prayed for the people in the community. Uh, but, but we're going to pray for individuals. Now, Wednesday night, if you'll come here Wednesday night, our Wingles have already agreed that they will help us to pray. You know, some of the um, uh, communities I said already we can't get into, but we can pray. I know some individuals, especially our Wingles, are kind of limited in how much they can get out. And that's why they're going to send a mailing next week uh, to new move-ins. And uh, they've already agreed, hey, we can pray. You give us a list of names, give us a list of addresses, and we will pray. And I'll even give you the requests to pray. Usually they make it easy, a little easier on you. Otherwise, you just get into the bless, bless them, Lord, from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. We're going to try to pray specifically. And I'm going to try, Lord willing, I thought this afternoon of an acrostic, S-O-S, save our society. There you go. And I'm going to give you three ways that S-O-S will tell you how you can pray for them, but you've got to come Wednesday night. Because before we start praying for the individuals in our community, I thought it's important for us to pray for us. And so tonight, what